0: It's going up
1: forever. You're against Bitcoin. You're against freedom. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live, your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, and warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Elizabeth Warren once again getting absolutely owned. She got community noted again. Uh, she's making, she continues to make the case that Bitcoin. Is uh is being used to uh to uh, undermine national security. It's a very very strong statement. Of course, she's bringing up the word money laundering, all of that stuff. She's trying to throw everything at the wall, seeing what sticks. But she got community noted uh again, uh, just like she got community noted when she claimed that the SEC made the wrong decision. Uh, when they approve the spot Bitcoin ETF. And not only do we have the data for you guys, because she's making this very strong case that she's saying that, you know, Bitcoin and crypto in general uh, is being used, uh, you know, to undermine national security. It's being used to fund terrorism. It's used to, it's being used to skirt sanctions. But if you actually look at the data and we've pulled the data up for you guys many times, um, the actual amount of money, actually being laundered through the traditional financial system is a, is like magnitudes higher. It's a, it's a much larger amount than the amount of money being, quote unquote, laundered uh, using Bitcoin. So again, but of course, that doesn't fit Elizabeth Warren's narrative. Uh, she also, in case you guys didn't know, she has a bill currently in the Senate she has 20 senators, including, I think, three Republicans that have signed up for this bill. That would essentially be a de facto ban on Bitcoin mining in the United States. It would attack, uh, you know, the the ability for people to take self-custody. Um, it's essentially an attack on Bitcoin. So... Uh, you know, we, we like to stay on top of it. We like to cover it. It's important that you guys are aware. Anyways, no more delay. I want to bring up uh, my let go no host always optimistic. He has a smile today. Uh, optimistic <laughs> Fields. How you doing? Opti?
0: I am doing wonderful. Another another week down another week to go. Man, I just love this. I I get to hang out with my buddy over here, and we talk Bitcoin. Like, how how can I not be happy, Nico? This is this is the greatest job ever. Uh, this is amazing. Anyways, uh, yeah, crazy stuff. I I really love that Elizabeth Warren got community noted. Shouts out the Twitter. Just just love that they cannot win in the memetic war. It's absolutely beautiful. We covered it last week that they're trying to put their hat in the rink and and start to meme with us and. It's our meme world and everyone else is just living in it. But anyways, we'll talk about that during the show. We do have a very great guest, Gary yes, Leland of Bitblock Boom. Nico and I actually met. Officially in the flesh in 2020 at Bitblock Boom uh, and what been friends ever since. So, yeah, uh, Gary, it It, start, it all we, started. We wouldn't be
1: here without you. We apparently. wouldn't be here with. And I said that, too, <laughs> in the intro. I, I did an intro at, Bit, at Bitblock Boom 2023 and I said, I'm like, Gary, I would not be simply Bitcoin wouldn't be here without you because that Optin, me and you met in, in the flesh for the first time we yeah. got. We stayed together. We got a room together. Um, pause. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and it's all because of BitBlock Boom. So, Gary, welcome to the show. We're really happy to have you.
2: Well, thanks for all the kind words. I'm feeling kind of special here today. I mean, <laughs> hearing all that kind of uh, stuff going on there. Yeah, it was also. Great to meet you guys, which I've now seen you guys several times. Uh, Opti, have not seen you as much as I have Nico, and you <laughs> live in the same town I live in, basically.
0: I don't do anything on the weekends, Gary. I'll make it to a meetup soon, Uh but yeah. I, literally I feel, wait, wait, wait,
1: Opti, I feel like you've been saying that for months. I know, I just don't <laughs> leave the house. You gotta
0: go to a meetup, uh, bro. Yeah, our <laughs> meetups are me on, they're on Fridays.
2: They're not on weekends. They're on Fridays, but you may consider Fridays a weekend. but Yes. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe i see seen Nico more than that to you is what i'm saying <laughs> since you live here i mean i mean that's just even if you didn't come to my meetup, the bit, right, block here. meetup there's a dallas bitcoin meetup there's
0: all kinds of them
1: <laughs> opti wtf bro all right, i'm getting on? red
0: in the face now i don't know oh, can we change the topic can uh, we change the topic
1: okay opti i think we should release a poll on tw- on youtube and ask youtube oh, now I should have to. opti should opti Sheep. go to a meetup, okay. everyone's gonna say yes. So. Uh, any
2: meetup, any meetup in Dallas. I've seen him by now. He goes to any of them.
0: <laughs> no, I I get, I get my Bitcoin fill on the internet, and I uh, I tune out on the weekends. I don't oh, know why man. I
2: keep saying this weekend jack stuff.
0: Friday is my weekend. Friday is definitely my weekend.
2: Tuesday than. nights. There's one on Wednesday nights. It's even night. worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, there's even one on Thursday night. There's almost one every night of the weekend.
1: That was what oh, you were. Know I mean? Opti, you caught dead to rights, bro. You have no excuse. Oh, man. All you right. have no excuse. Okay. You have no excuse. Anyways, guys, it's going to be a right. great show. Let's jump straight into the numbers. We have a lot to talk about today. Let's check it out.
3: The Bitcoin Numbers
1: Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seed's do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper not allowing you to huddle your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul stamp your seed on stamp seed it incredibly easy for you guys you can scan the QR code on your screen right now take you directly to the stamp seed website you can use promo codes simply to get 15% off at the time of recording the Bitcoin price is forty thousand six hundred and seventy Sats per dollar, 2,459 block height, 826,864 blocks to having 13,136. Having estimate April 20th, Gary, you did that on purpose, didn't you?
2: No, <laughs>
1: I don't even <mean>, know what <laughs> you're talking about.
2: <laughs> sorry, Gary. I got a call. I got a call there while you we were doing
1: that. Uh, Gary knows Satoshi and he timed the having around Bitblock Boom. That was 100% on purpose.
2: You know, I think I, I think I did pretty good at guessing it uh, early as I did. I think it's going to happen the week after, so I think I Oof. did pretty good.
1: Well, I think I think you're the you're the the conference closest to the having, so that's really interesting. Total Lightning Network capacity 4888 Bitcoin, capacity value 198 million US dollars, realized monetary inflation 1.74%, the market capitalization of Bitcoin 797 billion dollars, Bitcoin versus gold market cap 5.79%. Anyways, uh, I can't wait to get Gary's thoughts on this. Uh, This was a video that we didn't cover uh, last week, actually. We didn't have a chance. There were so many other videos that we covered. But it is uh, the CEO of America's largest bank, uh, Jamie Dimon. And uh, he had some things uh, to say about Bitcoin. So uh, let's check out the video and then we'll talk about it.
4: Could we, could we pivot to a topic that I know I know you, you find sort of laborious at this yeah. point It's uh, <laughs> a good, good which, word which is Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, this ETF was approved yeah. uh, just about a week ago now yeah. and I think a lot of people are trying to understand what it ultimately means. Yeah. Uh, JP Morgan, I imagine uh, if you're a client of J.P. Morgan, you could call your broker and say, uh, get, get, get me some of this ETF. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you telling what are you telling your brokers to tell them back when they make that call? Yeah
3: so this is an important thing. I would, this is the last time I've ever talked about this in CNBC. Okay, So help me God. Blockchain is real. It's a technology. We use it. It's going to move money. It's going to move data. It's efficient. We've been talking about that for 12 years, too, and it's very small. OK, so I think we've wasted too many words in that. Cryptocurrencies, there are two types. There's a cryptocurrency which might actually do something. Think of a cryptocurrency as an embedded smart contract right. in it and that we can use it, buy and sell real estate to move data. That may have value. The idea of tokenizing. Things. Tokenizing things right. that that you do something with. And then there's one which does nothing. I call it the pet rock, the Bitcoin or something like that. And so on the Bitcoin, you know, there's first. Of all, and I'm, I'm not trying to make a joke here. There are use cases, AML, fraud, anti-money laundering, tax avoidance, sex trafficking. Those are real use cases, and you see it being used for hundreds, maybe $50, $100 billion right. a year for that. That is the end use case. Everything else is people train among themselves. So, Speculate. Th- yeah. Now, okay, now my last statement, the last time I ever talked about Bitcoin, is I defend your right to do Bitcoin. I think, you know, it's okay. okay. I don't want to tell you what to do. So my personal advice is don't get right. involved, but I don't want to tell any one of you what to do. It's a free country. What do you make of the
4: other firms, the Black Rocks of the world that, that obviously, and, and Larry, Larry Fink changed his view of this, obviously, yeah. and maybe he changed his view because you think he genuinely believes in Bitcoin or, gen, or believed it because he thinks that there's a marketplace for it and he wants to be part of that market. But what do you think of the, I mean, there's a, about a dozen big financial companies, Fidelity no, included. No,
3: number one, I don't care. So just please stop talking about this shit. And (laughs) and I don't know what he would say about blockchain versus currencies that do something versus Bitcoin that does nothing. And maybe that's not different than me. But, you know, this is what makes a market. People have opinions. This is the last time I'm ever going to state my opinion.
1: So, again, like, he's playing two sides because he's telling you, like, I'm never going to tell people what to do. And then he testifies in Congress that governments all over the planet should ban it. Uh, So, I mean... It's two different takes. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, Sorkin got under his skin. <laughs> he cursed on, you know, on the legacy corporate media. He said shit. Um, and then again, it, it kind of coincides, coincidentally, of course, this is a total coincidence, wink, wink, um, with what Elizabeth Warren narrative, uh, Elizabeth Warren's narrative is on Bitcoin, that it's only used for money laundering. It's only used for, you know, all these thing, all this laundry list of bad things that no one likes. Uh, So, I mean, Gary, I want to get your take on this. You know, you've been in the industry for a minute. You've been been here a while. Uh, Does this surprise you? Uh, If you had Jamie Dimon on the stream with us right now, what would would you tell him?
2: Well, I would first of all ask him if he would promise me that's the last time I'll hear him say that. (laughs) I mean, you know, oh my gosh, this is the same guy who said he'd fire people that worked for him, I believe, if they were investing in Bitcoin or had anything to do with Bitcoin. You know, and then, you know, if I understand correctly, isn't JP Morgan involved somehow? Um, on?
0: Yeah. They're the official partner for BlackRock's ETF or one yeah. of the partners.
2: So there, so his own company's partnering in this business and he's saying for the 10th year or whatever, that it's, uh, used by criminals. You know, I just don't know if he's, I think he's probably a pretty smart guy. I mean, obviously to get to that level and to that wealth, you have to have some intelligence so he has to really understand bitcoin i would think so i believe that there must be some underlying reason that he's still saying this that's going to financially help him because there's no way that he doesn't end at all he has enough people working for him that have researched it able to explain it to him that it's he's my my grand my dad going how do you work a computer you know so um but i i just I, I hope he is telling the truth we won't hear from him again
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean what's the over under on that gary
2: i don't know but we ought to i'll take it that we hear from him in a year i'll go ahead and bet on that
1: 100 <laughs> percent. he is definitely going to be talking about it again that was a that was a bad bet against himself and then opti to you that that contradiction man like i don't care if you bitcoin like as if you know it's talking about a drug or something i don't care if you bitcoin and then you know, testifying in front of Congress saying all governments around the world should ban this thing. Right. So he clearly cares. Um, So what's your take on that?
0: yeah i mean it's it's really goes back to that meme of uh don't listen to what they say watch what they do and you know jp morgan i, I forget what the official name is but they are associated with the blackrock etf i think it's one of the partners or a I, I don't remember exactly you guys can fact check me in the chat but yeah i mean look it's very it's very simple what's the meme of um You know, it's hard to get someone to do or say the truth when it's their job to basically do the opposite. Of course, J.P. Morgan on a very rudimentary level understand what bitcoin does i'm i'm almost convinced he knows exactly what bitcoin will do to his business hence why he's kind of angling the like blockchain good bitcoin bad like what what year are we in i thought we have <laughs> completely destroyed these narratives and these yeah. fud lines and and you know calling bitcoin a pet rock like it's just it's so funny that we are going back to the same fud the same like low hanging fruit Just like this, uh, what they would think is destroying Bitcoin. Like to us, we've so we've gone so far past the same old, tired ways of explaining Bitcoin. And it's just, it's it really just goes to show that Wall Street, it's not in their best interest to embrace Bitcoin, which is very interesting that the spot Bitcoin ETF has been approved because, you know, you got to kind of think in your own mind, like this must be Wall Street's thinking that like, okay, this is how we can control Bitcoin is by dropping a spot Bitcoin ETF. And now like, you know, the adults are in the room and and we can finally corral this Bitcoin thing. And, you know, who wants peer-to-peer money? It's just for criminals and i say it all the time like these same low-hanging fruit examples of oh bitcoin is just for criminal uses like until they cannot get away with saying this because people are realizing like look my neighbors are doing my parents use bitcoin like they're going to continue to roll this stuff out. And it's very simple. Like, if you haven't actually used Bitcoin, if you have never really experienced Bitcoin, then you you really don't understand what Bitcoin is. And I, I think that's a great question to ask people nowadays. It's like, yeah, you can be skeptical of Bitcoin. You can hate on Bitcoin all you want, but until you use Bitcoin, you you really don't get what's going on over here. And I think that's an important question to be asking people. Like, hey, you can have all the opinions you want. What's it saying, you know, everyone has an opinion? It's like You guys know the end. Until they actually use Bitcoin, then really what they say doesn't matter as far as I'm concerned. And it's just it's so funny that, you know, we saw Larry Fink last week also say that they're going to look into like the tokenizations of all these different assets. And we're just going full circle again. You know, this is like the 2017 era all over again that like, oh, blockchain blockchain technology technology is good, but Bitcoin's bad because it's for criminals. It's like, oh, my God, it's like Groundhog Day again. And it just really goes to show that that as much as we really didn't like the 2017 ICO boom even though it was backed by by venture capitalists and Wall Street like I think Wall Street opening up the floodgates to shit coinery for Main Street in this next cycle like uh, it's going to be so unbearable I'm like not excited for it at all but it, it like we 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 still have to completely destroy these narratives and and just show that having a ledger that cannot be debased that they cannot tamper that is hard capped at twenty one million like this is the real use case of Bitcoin and and this is why number will go up and. This is just this just goes to show, Nico, we will have a job for a little bit here on Simply Bitcoin because people (laughs) will not be educated on what Bitcoin is moving forward and we're going to have to destroy all the misinformation. So I guess it's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think he's just salty. I I, I agree with Gary with what he was saying, that there must be some type of incentive that we're not seeing for him to take that stance. Uh, Clearly, you could tell like he's just he's sick and tired of of, Because it's embarrassing, right? You know, it, regardless of whatever his statue and whatever his accomplishment. I mean, being like a cantillionaire, um, you know, it, it, he, he's he been talking shit about Bitcoin for like like at least five, six, say seven ten years. years <laughs> right? So ten years, right? So what was the price of Bitcoin back then where the price of Bitcoin is now? So like clearly he was wrong. It reminds me of, um, I have a buddy of mine. Uh, we went to high school together and currently he's like a VP at Goldman and as soon as the ETF got approved i texted him i said hey man how does it feel to be on team bitcoin and he said he just resp- he just replied with like fu or something like that <laughs> um so like you know again like why is he saying that cuz i've been telling him about this for like 8 years now but that a lot of the people in tradfi it's like they're like vampires and like you know bitcoin is like garlic or something and they're like ah oh, i can't i can't deal with that and then all of a sudden you know, it, it gets Larry Fink's backing, right? And all of a sudden, it you know, in their eyes, oh, hey, Bitcoin's ours, great. You know, it starts to have that legitimization. And they're just like, but it, it, like, it's almost as if they're having like this cognitive dissonance in their head. They can't believe what is happening. It's hard. Um, People
4: would
2: admit they're wrong. That's yeah. the thing. And then, and then to sit back and go, oh my gosh, I could have got into this when it was 3,500, whatever. And now I'm going to have to get into it. And it's, Forty thousand. That's a hard pill to swallow. Both of those. The fact you're wrong and the fact that you missed a lot of profit. If that's your job making profit, and it kinda makes you look like a dumbass. You know, kind of <laughs> like Kramer. Kind of like How long is Kramer gonna go? I mean, my God, how many years before people go, This guy's an idiot? You know?
1: It, I mean it, No, you're you're absolutely right. And and you know it it's so, like, you could say that, Gary, but it's like, like, um, and I agree, but it, there's an inverse, you know, Kramer rule, right? So, I, as long as you do the opposite of Kramer, you're, you're good.
2: Yeah, I was trying to think of we need to get an inverse, check out what Diamond says. And what, <laughs> maybe we need, maybe there's a possible case there, use case for Reverse uh, Diamond.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Reverse diamond. Reverse Kramer. Reverse diamond. That's the signal. That's the signal. Anyways, guys, uh, we have a lot to talk about during the news. We're going to talk about Elizabeth Warren's latest attack on Bitcoin. Let's check it out. Here we go. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to get into Bitcoin mining and don't know where to start? That's why I want to introduce you to Scott's Build a Mine Bootcamp. He will show you how to build your own Bitcoin mine, how to get the project funded, how to get your facility filled with miners as quickly as possible. With a little luck and by putting all his techniques and strategies to work that he's developed mining Bitcoin for the last six years, you could be mining 5 million Satoshis per day or .05 Bitcoin in less than three months. On the free webinar, he will give you a high level roadmap that will help you get on your way to building, owning, and operating your own Bitcoin mining farm. Begin your mining journey today. Register for the free webinar now. Click the link in the description of the video below, or contact Scott directly on Telegram using his handle at Offered Scott and learn how to mine those precious, precious Satoshis.
2: The Daily News.
1: I want to give a shout out to our sponsor Foundation Devices. It's self custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with a UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone so you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air-gapped security model, gorgeous design craft premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. Everybody, I made it easy for you guys. Once again, scan the QR code on your screen. It'll take you directly to the foundation devices website where you can get yourself a passport hardware wallet. Remember guys, not your keys, not your cheese. You have absolutely no excuse. To not take self custody of your Bitcoin, because if you do get caught with your pants down and you have, uh, you know, your Bitcoin on an exchange or you bought the Bitcoin ETF for whatever reason, um, and Elizabeth Warren takes your cheese, uh, you know, we told you. Um, anyways. So this is what I want to talk about today. Elizabeth Warren's latest attack, latest tweet. Uh, she's very salty. Uh, I, I, you know, she, her, one of her campaign slogans was, uh, you know, she's she's proud to be anti-bitcoin, anti-quote-unquote crypto. Uh, Elizabeth Warren clearly wants you to use a mo- clearly wants to force you to use a money that is designed to uh, lose purchasing power. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would go as to far, I would go, you know, I, I would say she's a tyrant at this point. Uh, it, it, she's misrepresenting information. She's misrepresenting data. Uh, this is her latest attempt. So this is a tweet that she released um, January 21st. So yesterday, she says a new uh, USGAO report confirms that rogue nations are using crypto to dodge sanctions and undermine our national security. It's time for crypto to follow the same anti-money laundering rules as everyone else. I've got a bill to make it happen. So here's the community note. The US Treasury Department's own February 2022 National uh, Money Laundering Risk Assessment Report states that fiat is the preferred currency for financial crimes, right? And if you actually take a look at a graphic of that, uh, you can see the staunch difference between the two. Uh, this is in the billions, right? So, you know, tiny tiny little amount uh, you know of money quote unquote money laundered uh, using Bitcoin compared to the absolute ginormous amount using the traditional financial system not to mention the fact that you know criminals like fiat dollars right you know they're untraceable it's not an open blockchain right it's not an open ledger. Right. Uh, So, I mean, you know, the the facts speak for itself, speak for themselves. And I, you know, this is part of the reason, you know, unfortunately, that Wallet of Satoshi got spooked and decided to pull out of the U.S. because of this rhetoric coming out of Elizabeth Warren. And, you know, this tweet and it's the messaging in this tweet is so strong from Wallet of Satoshi. It says, unfortunately, our app store is not listed. Unfortunately, our app is not listed on app stores in the USA, China and North Korea. Like that is a very, very strong statement. I don't think this has anything to do with, uh, money laundering. I don't think it has anything to do with, uh, you know, the claims that Elizabeth Warren is making. I think if she was actually concerned with the truth, Uh, She would do a little bit of research. Um, I think this has to do with, uh, you know, governments wanting to to keep their monopoly on money, to keep their control on money. Uh, So this is the bill that Elizabeth Warren is referencing. It's continuing to pick up steam in the Senate. Uh, Again, like I said, 20 senators have signed up for it. They're they're supporting this bill, including Republicans as well. So you could say that it's bipartisan Um, in this bill. It include it would include extend Bank Secrecy Act responsibilities, including uh, KYC requirements to digital asset wallet providers, miners, validators, and other network participants that may act to validate, secure, or facilitate digital asset transactions. So essentially, the bill would force wallets to KYC their users. It would force miners, even though that's not feasible it would force nodes, that's what validators are, and other network participants. So essentially force everyone to KYC everyone. Uh, That's not how Bitcoin works. That's not feasible. That's not enforceable. Uh, Pierre Richard said it would be a de facto ban on the Bitcoin mining industry in the US. It wouldn't be a direct ban. It would say you can't mine, but it would enforce rules that that, that are unenforceable, right? Um, The second part, address a major gap with respect to, quote, unhosted digital wallets that's the key here and the wording's really important right so if you take a look at that word right hosted unhosted it makes it seem like an unhosted wallet is the is, is the abnormal it's not normal right i don't know about you guys but i've never seen that word in the satoshi white paper in the bitcoin white paper unhosted that i've never seen that word that's a word that's been invented by government bureaucrats to make self-custody seem scary right? Because that's really what it's all about. Um, It goes on to say, which allows individuals to bypass AML and sanctions checks by directing FinCEN to finalize and implement its December 2020 proposed rule, which would require banks and money service uh, businesses to verify customer and counterparty identities, keep records and file reports in relation to certain digital asset transactions involving unhosted wallets or wallets hosted in non-BSA compliant jurisdictions. So why what what does Elizabeth Warren have against unhosted wallets? Well the reason that the 6102 order was so successful back in the 1930s was because of the centralization of the custody of gold because of its physical characteristics. Bitcoin is unique in the sense that if you can write down or you know properly store a 12-word or 24-word seed phrase, you can theoretically store millions billions trillions of dollars with just those 12 to 24 words. And that makes it very difficult for governments to confiscate on a massive scale, right? So I think that's really what it comes down to. And again, this is something that was predicted back in the book, The Sovereign Individual. And I'd love to read this passage because they really hit the nail on the head, even though this book was written back in the 1990s. It goes on to say, new technologies will allow the holders of wealth to bypass the national monopolies that have issued and regulated money in the modern period. Their importance for controlling the world's wealth will be transcended by mathematical algorithms that have no physical existence. In the new millennium, cyber money controlled by private markets will supersede fiat money issued by governments. Lacking their accustomed scope to tax and inflate, governments even in traditionally civil countries will turn nasty. Businesses that offer services that facilitate the realization of autonomy by individuals will be subject to infiltration, sabotage and disruption, arbitrary forfeiture of property already commonplace in the United States, where it occurs 5000 times a week will become even more pervasive. Governments will violate human rights, censor the free flow of information, sabotage useful technologies, and worse. This is where we are. Uh, this is separation of money and state, after all. And I think Elizabeth Warren is trying to hold on for dear life. Uh, she really loves that privilege of the money printer that governments have abused, uh, you know, throughout history. Anyways, Gary, I want to get, I want to take your take. I want to get your take on this. Uh, what's going on with Elizabeth Warren? She seems well, angry. She seems well, upset. First of all-
2: All politicians pretty much are crooks. I mean, you know, let's just face it. You don't get a job that pays $100,000, $200,000 a year and in 10 years have millions and millions and millions of dollars. It just doesn't happen unless you're, you know, unless something's going on kind of fishy. Um, You know, on the wallet of Satoshi, you mentioned earlier, you know, which is kind of off subject here. But, you know, if people are still using that wallet, because I actually have that wallet on my phone still. You know i think people need to be aware that when apple does updates sometimes old apps don't work anymore um so you know if you have an old app on your phone and two or three updates come out that old app might not work anymore with the new updates so uh you know you shouldn't have a lot of money on your phone anyway but i I think in the us you might want to be careful of having a lot of money on wallet of satoshi for sure so i just wanted to mention that real quick but yeah you have to you have to sit back and look and and like i said Because of the fact that, I'm not going to say all politicians, but most politicians are crooks. Um, What would be the goal here? I mean, she's never had a bill pass. I don't think, ever. I have a hard time believing this would be her first one to pass. But, you know, it's kind of like the Jamie Dimon thing. What's her profit motive on this? Because she certainly has one since she is a politician.
1: Yeah, I think I think that what's their profit motive and and the profit motive is Bitcoin is a threat to the money printer. And, you know, it's what you said, like how these politicians, you know, with a government salary of like what, 150, 170K, they're worth tens of millions of dollars you know, after a decade in Congress and Senate, how does that work? Well, it's because of their proximity to the money printer. And I think if you're someone like Elizabeth Warren that has, you know, milked the system, benefited from the system for as long as she has, you know, she sees Bitcoin the same way that Jamie Dimon sees Bitcoin. It's you know, the, and, and then the 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 part that like kind of gets under my skin a little bit is is that they're not being authentic. They're not being sincere. They're not really using actual arguments as to why Bitcoin is bad. They're just saying money laundering, Uh, you know, which is, by the way, uh, you know, uh, JP Morgan has been charged (laughs) with breaking so many rules and they just treat it like a cost of of doing business at this point. So, again, like, I I feel like it's a bit of projection. It's a bit of projection. They're projecting onto us what, you know, they might feel that they are guilty of themselves. Um, So, yeah, I mean, shame on Elizabeth Warren. But, I mean, look, as I know, a lot of people don't like Elon Musk. And I'm a big fan of Noster. Uh, but the reality is that, you know, the bulk of people right now um, are on Twitter and you you can't deny that Elon freed the bird, so to speak, a little bit. Uh, definitely helped in shifting the Overton window for sure. So, you know, the fact that he added this community note feature, uh, politicians, including the president of the U.S., uh, can't get away with uh, and I'm talking about Joe Biden, of course. And if Trump was in office, if he lied, it, would, it would worked the same way. But you know, it, it, they can't get away with uh, lying the way that they've been used to lying, right? They they no longer control. Uh, they're no longer in control of the uh, of the of of uh, of the gatekeepers of information, right? So they can't control the narrative the way that they've been used to doing. Uh, this is something that was brought up in Davos last week uh, during the Continuer Conference. The, uh, Ursula von whatever the the head of the european union was talking about like the 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 biggest threat to the world right now Is misinformation and disinformation well, yeah sure like if i've been you know if i've been a government official and I've been used to fucking lying through my teeth and having absolutely no per uh, you know No repercussions or n- nothing and all of a sudden you're getting community <laughs> noted on twitter in front of everyone It's completely embarrassed. I I embarrassing I would say that's misinformation information disinformation too like they're getting it's it's just ridiculous at this point um I almost feel bad for them I almost feel bad for them but, but I don't anyways opti uh what's your take on all this brother
0: wait you guys are telling me Nancy Pelosi isn't the greatest traitor of our generation <laughs> who could have saw this coming what is going on here uh no uh, seriously though opti
1: didn't kill himself. (laughs) Shut up.
0: That is bad juju. Um, To Elizabeth Warren's point, though, I am also anti crypto. It is Bitcoin only. So at least she's like kind of right, sort of, you know, like um, I, I would agree that crypto is bad. But this is why we are simply Bitcoin. And it is a Bitcoin only show. But man, Elizabeth Warren is really cementing herself as my favorite politician, like by far. I thought it was Brad Sherman, because I just love seeing politicians squirm like this and continue to expose themselves. As being evil and tyrannical, and really just out of touch with what is going on in the world. Of course, you know, why do we even look at the geriatrics that are in politics to explain to us why new technology is good? Like, it's absolutely ridiculous that this is where we are. And again, man, I don't even know how many times we have to like continue to beat on this drum, but it's not about protecting people like they would love for you to believe. It's always about control, it will always be about control. And we say it all the time, you know, the the move for controlling information on the social media is the very same move of trying to control transactions. So, like – if these people do not want you to talk freely, and especially we're in America, like she's an American politician. What is going on here? I thought they're supposed to uphold the oath of the Constitution and freedom of speech. And they constantly roll themselves out here and bash on free speech. And with that comes the idea that they do not want you to transact freely. We know why this happens is because they want to control the economy. They want to control your behavior. Again, remember the, the article or the PDF that Nico pulled up last week about the Federal Reserve themselves saying that they know money controls behavior and they will use the money to modify behavior. Remember what Klaus Schwab has been saying? Uh, what is it like? We have to control people's behavior. We have to. You have, uh, to, say, you have to say it in the right accent. I, I right? can't do any other accent but my you, Valley you, Girl you accent. You can't say
1: in the right accent. It's not. It doesn't hit. It doesn't hit. We but have yeah, to control I mean, other people's behavior. That's, that's <laughs> all. Right, all right. Again,
0: again, all right. guys. Going back to my numbers, like we have to to, have to roll out <laughs> wait, the CBDCs.
1: Optimus Fields is a big papaya of misinformation it and like disinformation. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs>
0: Again, guys, can we just like ask Elizabeth Warren whether she's ever actually used Bitcoin or is she just propagating this fear? Of you course know this she fun? has Bitcoin. Yeah, like, guys, it's so simple. If they've never used Bitcoin, why do we care what they say? Like... Just send a transaction and and hold Bitcoin, and then we will then we'll take your opinion on Bitcoin. like it's very simple. And then also, uh, Nico, I, I have to pull up this this masterpiece of a meme that I made a long time ago. TldR uh, <laughs> hosted wallet versus unhosted wallet, and the hosted wallet has a leech on it. It's very simple why they want. I you know want you guys to have quote unquote hosted wallets and why they are fighting unhosted wallets, guys. Uh, you know, shouts out to the memes. But yeah, man, like what? It's crazy to me that people even listen to politicians about about new technology. Like they they are so behind the curve, and they've they constantly shown themselves to just want to control every aspect about it. Like they're they're literally politicians or lawmakers. What is their job? Is to make more laws and take away more liberties from you, like. This is where we are right now. And this is why Bitcoin is so powerful is because we have built a system that is outside of their control and they're freaking out about it. It's so beautiful to see. Like, I love the sound of ring in the morning by politicians. It's like the uh, apocalypse now meme. You know, It, it makes me feel good in the morning.
1: Gary, I heard that, uh, Klaus Schwab was potentially making an appearance at Bitblock Boom 2024, is that, is that correct?
0: <laughs> well, you know what we haven't, this
2: is a secret now, don't, don't let that out.
4: This
2: is a secret. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the follow up on Opti though, what in the hell is with all these old farts running everything and then making decisions on technology, which they have no idea what technology is today, you know? So, I mean, I think it's a great reason. This is an example of a great reason for term limits so we can have young people in there over and over. Uh, for instance, on President, we're going to have two 80-year-olds running. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, we need to get some young blood in there that knows what's going on, especially with technology. Making decisions on technology when you probably wouldn't even have a computer if you didn't own an iPhone is pretty hard to believe.
0: Yeah. 100%. I, I agree with that. Shouts out to Gary. Like, hold on, Nico. I don't mean to cut you off. But everyone yells at me and Nico because we we constantly use the boomer meme to like make examples. But... The, Gary's a, a good example of the boomers we do like. So shout out to Gary. You know, I look in the mirror
2: every damn day and see I'm a boomer. It's not a damn <laughs> surprise. None of them are surprised that they're boomers. They see themselves in the mirror every morning. No matter how good they feel when they wake up, they go brush their teeth and go, oh my gosh, I'm an it. you know?
1: There's there's a lot of Bitcoin boomers and they're absolutely based. Um, I was at Bitcoin Naples over the weekend and they did a panel uh, of it was called Bitcoin boomers and it was great. It was like Larry Lepard on there, Um, you know, just a bunch of like, you know, incredibly based. But yeah, I mean, the like the average age, I think, in the Senate and Congress is just some ridiculously high number. Um, So yeah, I, I do agree. I think term limits are necessary. I think Bitcoin, this is one of the things that Bitcoin does fix. Um, And uh, you guys heard it here first. Gary Leland just admitted that Klaus Schwab will be a speaker at BitBlockBoom
2: 2024. Man, I'm not telling you any secrets anymore, Nico.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What will the name of the panel be, Gary?
2: You will own nothing. In like-
1: <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious! Okay, guys, uh, before we get onto the culture to talk about Bitblock Boom 2024, I do want to give a very special shout out to our sponsors. First, Bitcoin Evangelism. We have 10 million people to Orange Pill Bitcoin Evangelism Mint is an absolute beast of a resource. For orange pilling no coiners and altcoiners alike. This is a this is a book for Bitcoiners who know Bitcoin but have a hard time explaining it to their friends. It's a book for Bitcoiners who are trying to explain Bitcoin only to altcoiners. So if you have that father, mother, uncle, brother, sister that just you know they for some reason they follow elizabeth warren they believe what she has to say uh definitely uh buy this book of bitcoin evangelism and it'll help you orange pill them so it's called bitcoin evangelism planting seeds for the, the centralized revolution you can scan the qr code or check the link in the video description and it'll take you directly to amazon so you get you purchase yourself a copy i also want to give a shout out to Copyworks. they're the most trusted place to buy sell host and uh, buy sell host buy, sell, and host mining equipment. It's Monday, sorry guys. <laughs> uh, you can scan the QR code on your screen right now. It'll take you directly to the Kaboomrax Telegram Marketplace where you can connect with a member of their awesome sales team. They make purchasing miners easy and transparent. You could also sell mining equipment with them, access their vast network of domestic and international customers. Uh, guys, this is where I get my Bitcoin miners. Check out
4: KaboomRacks
1: today. Scan the QR code on your screen or check the link in the video description description. description. All right, everybody, let's get to the culture. The Daily
4: Culture.
0: All right Gary, well happy to have you on, but let's just start at the beginning here for those that don't know what is Bitblock Boom.
2: Bitblock Boom is basically just a a, a real Bitcoin conference, you know. Uh, I went to a lot of conferences that were Bitcoin conferences that that didn't do as much Bitcoin as it is shitcoins. So we started up uh, Bitblock Boom to talk about Bitcoin and only Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, I, I love the tag right here. This is not a shitcoin, NFT, or blockchain event. We talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and more Bitcoin. This is the way. This is the way. All right. Well, uh, just to let people know, where is Bitblock Boom? We have a move this year and uh, going back to its roots. Yeah, we left. Uh, we went from Austin. Well, first four years were
2: in Dallas. Then we went to Austin for two years. Now for the seventh year, we're coming back to Dallas, and we've always been in August. The last weekend in August. As a matter of fact, for the first six years. So now we're really changing it up. Not only are we coming back to Dallas, we are doing it in April, uh, April 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. So right before the happening. Um, I think I saw the other night on Time Chain Calendar if the blocks would move up to nine minutes, it, it, the happening would happen during Bitblock Boom. But they'd have to move up to nine minutes, you know, for that entire time.
1: And we have a, also, we have a, we have a promo, promo code for you guys. Uh, If you guys haven't got your tickets yet. Uh, You can use promo code simply. uh, And I think it gets you 10% off uh, your tickets a bit block boom. So uh, definitely get your tickets quickly. It is going to be sooner this year, ladies and gentlemen. So don't, you know, don't sit on your hands. It's going to be in April. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, and I remember, uh, is it going to be the same venue, uh, Gary, when you guys did it during the, you know, during the pandemic?
2: Yes, we uh, uh, a fan favorite, I guess you would say. People really loved it. So when I brought it back to Dallas, I didn't even look at other venues. I just went straight there. It's a smaller venue than we've had the last two years. Um, we'll see. A lot of people like the conference being a little bit smaller. And, uh, but it's where the layout of the hotel is just fantastic. I mean, you know, the bar is right there to the entrance to the convention and the pools right there. And I mean, uh, basically, that's where LobbyCon and PoolCon were born. So uh, we're, we're bringing it back home.
0: It was called LobbyCon. It was it's called the longest Bitcoin conf- running Bitcoin conference, or maybe the longest running conference be- in the world now. It could be. I mean, some people come and go because um, of 2020. Because we we held down 2020. We we
2: did it during the pandemic when no one else did. Um, so I think Tone did it the year of the pandemic because he did it like right before the pandemic hit, like in February or something. But he didn't do it the next year. So, but we were older than him anyway by a year. So uh, yeah. So yeah, this is just a great conference. I mean, I personally like it. You know, I designed this conference because I wanted to hang out with Bitcoiners, and I was tired of going to shitcoin events. You know, even I went to an event called the Texas Bitcoin Conference. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be great. And I don't think anyone even spoke about Bitcoin at that event. So <laughs> so I was like, wow, this, this kind of sucks. I mean, <laughs> so so Bitblock Boom. I think if you haven't been, it's a good event to go to for the first time in Dallas. Dallas enabled us to lower all our costs, you know, right off the bat. Everything was cheaper and everything is cheaper than it was, including the hotel rooms. Um, I know a lot of people like to get uh, Airbnb's, but the price of the hotel rooms to be at the hotel, it's it's well worth it. Because, I mean, just the convenience and hanging out with Bitcoiners all day. I mean, you, you guys know from the last time you were there, there's Bitcoin stuff going on 24 hours a day at the hotel. Whether it's hanging out at the conference, drinking at the bar, playing poker, whatever it is, there's stuff going on 24-7. So if you want to hang out with Bitcoiners, I think I've kind of like put together... A good way to hang out with just Bitcoiners. You know, some people's conferences to be at their Bitcoin conference is you just have to have Bitcoin or you sell Bitcoin or work with Bitcoin. But you can do a lot of other things like exchanges. They have Bitcoin and 20,000 other shit coins. That's why we don't have any exchanges. We are Bitcoin only. If you're a shit coiner, you're not here, whether you're into Bitcoin or not. This You can't sponsor
0: this. <laughs> You're not invited.
2: <laughs> you're not. You're not. I mean, people come up to me all the time. It's kind of crazy. I go, Gary, this guy over here was talking about Ethereum or some shit. And I have to go over there and address it. You know, And I go over there and I go, hey, I've got a report you're talking about shit coins. Oh, I'm not talking about shit coins. They're crazy. I said, they aren't just making this shit up. I mean, you're obviously talking about shit coins. Well, I'm sorry. I won't do it anymore. I said, we do it anymore. We're kicking you out. I mean, you know, uh, so um, we, we definitely do enforce the no shit coining rule. I don't think anyone else enforces that like we do. Our, our rules used to say I took them off because I, I thought maybe I was being too obnoxious. But first time you reported for talking about a shit coin, someone will come over and talk to you. Second time, we'll take you out in the hallway. Third time, we'll kick you out. You know, so. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I don't want to hear that shit. And no, no one else at my conference does either. I mean, it's not like. I go to a Bitcoin conference and some guy who's been in crypto for a year telling me how good XRP is going to be is going to like, and go. Oh my God, I'm glad you are the person who told me about it. Cause I never realized <laughs> how good XRP is. Now I'm going to sell half my Bitcoin and buy some XRP. Thank you very much. Nobody wants to hear that shit. 100%.
0: <laughs> 100%. <laughs>
4: love it. 100%. <laughs> so,
2: before I kick the, oh, cut you it? off, <laughs> talk lobby con.
1: Uh, Yeah. So wait, wait, hold on. Cause the, the, cause okay so i have to so shout out to surfer jim first of all and we would hang out on bitcoin kindergarten all the time and this was like in the 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 bear market of 2017 to 2020 um and we would just all kind of like you know simply didn't exist like it was just like the very beginning of of all this it's a lot bigger now um and uh surfer jim would hang out with us and essentially like he he was like nico like you have to go to a Bitcoin conference. I've never been to a Bitcoin. I don't even know what a Bitcoin conference is. You have to go to this thing. Like, it's like, you, you don't understand.
0: It's where um, all the people you want to talk to are hanging yeah, out. Yeah,
1: but it's also people that, like, think like you. Because, like, you're a Bitcoiner, and you have, like, your no-coiner friends and, like, whatever. And then you're just looking at them. You're like, this person's completely brain. They're, like, in the fiat matrix hard, right? They still think voting makes a difference, right? Like, you know, like, it's, it's uh, it's you know, it, it's... Uh, It's it was really, really nice to be and have the ability to hang out with other like minded individuals in meat space, like in the flesh. Right. Um, And that's what really, you know, these conferences are about. And my first one um, was BitBlockBoom, the year of the pandemic. Uh, Everyone didn't want to wear a mask. It was it was great. It was like a rebellion in the lobby. Um, And uh, I gave up. <laughs> yeah, they gave up. They gave up. Uh, so and, and then Opti and I got a room together. I was like, Opti, do you want to go to this? He's like, Yeah, let's go. Um, and that's like the first time we met, and the friendship really started there. And then fast forward, you know, simply Bitcoin's born and all that stuff. And then we did a news desk last year at Bitblock Boom, which was absolutely incredible. Um, so yeah, it, it year,
4: really,
1: yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that this year as well. So Bitblock Boom really holds a a very special place in my heart as as a Bitcoin conference. And it truly is a Bitcoin conference, right? Uh, you're going to go there and see Bitcoiners. You're not going to see any shit corners. Anyways, I see Opti, you have something pulled up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Gary was mentioning some some stuff going on. He's got a special, special event he wants to talk about. But maybe before we touch on this one, uh, what can people look forward to? What, what do you have on the docket for BitBlock Boom this year?
2: Well, you know, we, we have a great lineup of speakers, but our workshops this year, we're really doing a, a, a job on the workshops in Santos is helping Incredible amount and uh, Rockstar Developer. But we're having, on Friday, workshops. One workshop room is just on Lightning. The other workshop room is just on Noster. So for those who are interested in Noster, this is going to be a great, great set of workshops. In the past, our workshops have been kind of like just a little mix of everything. So we've kind of organized it this year, trying to make it a little bit uh, more in line with what it is. You know, I also want to go back to uh, what you were talking about, with um LobbyCon, you know a lot of people. First of all, Bitblock Boom has like a lot of different kind of tickets you can buy. People who work for me hate it because they used to a conference where you buy a ticket. You know, at Bitblock Boom, you can buy a ticket to the whole event. You could buy a ticket to Thursday night's dinner, or a ticket to Friday night's dinner, or a ticket to the casino party, or a ticket to the conference, or a ticket to the brunch, or a ticket all of them. So I'm saying that because I have noticed the ticket sales. A lot of people seem to come, stay at the hotel for lobby con, and then go like to the Friday night dinner, you know, and then hang out in the hotel lobby the whole time meeting and networking with people. So I do want to make sure people, and I, and I don't have a problem with that. People can go to whatever they want to go. I have people go to Friday night dinner and the brunch, and they don't even go to the conference part sometimes. You know, I have a, most people go to everything, but that's an option for people that they can go to whatever part of it they want to go to. You can buy off an a la carte menu, just like when you go to, uh, McDonald's.
1: Yeah, and I, um, I, I just want to, you know, so we know about the Klaus Schwab panel, uh, but <laughs> Gary, what other panels are you? In all seriousness, what, what other? Or Opti, have we talked? To, we haven't talked about the event, have we?
0: No, no, not yet.
1: Okay, so okay. tell well, we us have, about Bitblock Shoot, Gary. What is that?
2: Well, Bitblock Shoot, we've done this. This is our fifth year, I think, for Bitblock Shoot, and because we left Austin we were able to lower the prices of these by 30%. So it took us a while to get the place uh, reserved. So we just started selling tickets for that. But it's a Friday afternoon, uh, 12 to four o'clock, come and shoot the hell out of guns. You know, we provide the guns are there available there. We provide you with some ammo. It's limited to 60 people. And we just started putting these on sale, these tickets on sale. So if you want to shoot a gun and hang out, I promise you, everybody has a good time. I haven't had anyone that's left and not had a good time. So check out the BitBlock shoot on there under tickets. But uh, that's, Wait, and, that's and a Gary, great event.
0: Yeah, and Gary, don't. If I remember last year, uh, the the arsenal that people get to shoot is it's just fun to shoot them, anyways. Like there's some yep. there's some really cool guns that that you guys set up for this
2: and then other people even bring their own guns that are pretty cool guns and i think we're going to have a lot of vets this year cuz the uh, bitcoin vets group is uh planning on sending a lot of people so we're probably going to have a lot of guns there but this will probably sell out pretty fast so i just tell people if you're interested in this event go ahead and buy your ticket uh it's 99 dollars i think for this event and it's a it's a heck of a it's it's a great time that's you know, a great deal last, last time the targets um which we'll probably change them up a little bit but most targets are just a a target that you see ours had uh ethereum in the middle (laughs) Bitcoin cash over here xrp so we're giving you something worth shooting at for sure we we were going to put a shit coiner on there but uh the range wouldn't let us put any people on the target
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious Oh my oh, god. And YouTube, this is all, you know, fun jokes. No, no calls to violence or anything. Oh um, no, no, not, <laughs> not I knew not I knew
2: that, I knew the shitcoiner uh, even asked him if it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I said, hey, I'm going to put you on a target if it's okay. He said, sure, sounds good to me. Yeah, but, oh my god, the that's range said no. I thought that would be really fun because everybody would know this coiner for
4: sure.
1: Oh you know? man, that's hilarious. Um, So I, I do want to go through now some of the speakers already. Um uh, So we have, of course, a Legendary Stefan Levera, we have Parker Lewis, we have Bob Burnett from Barefoot Mining, we have Bitcoin Mechanic, uh, uh, Rockstar Dev, Pierre Richard. Uh, so what what panel? Uh, Tone Vase, uh, Guy Swan, uh, we have someone called Gary Leland, he's going to be a speaker as well. <laughs> um, the The Dom. Um, so, uh, Gary, could you, any panels that you're excited for anything specifically? We're not,
2: I'm not really super big on panels. Um, but this year we do have two. One's already said it's going to be a mining panel. We have mechanical on there. CJ Wilson's going to moderate it. Bob Burnett's on there. Um, Pierre Richard's on there, that panel, that's going to be the morning panel. And then I'll set up a panel for the afternoon, which I haven't set up yet. Um, but I'm not a real big panel person, uh, for some reason, um, I don't know why panels don't appeal to... Well, we do have two this year for the people who like panels. And like I said, I haven't set up the second one yet. Um, But I think the mining one, I've got a good crew on there. And then I think Rockstar is going to do a fireside chat about Noster on the stage. We're trying to get... I talked to Jack Dorsey in Greenville and asked him, um, you know, when I ran into him, I said, hey, I'm with Boom," And he was familiar with the conference, which I thought was a good sign. And I asked him if he would come be on the... on the uh, fireside chat with Rockstar, and he said, "When is it?" And I said, "It was in uh, April." He said, "I'm free in April. Send me the info, and I'll take a look."
0: Wow, but awesome. I have not
2: heard. But I have not heard back, so I'm not saying Jack's coming. But we are trying to get him, and he was open for that time period. So if anyone wants to post on X, see, come to Block Boom. <laughs> that probably wouldn't hurt.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Let's go. Well, Very I cool. have one just one last question for you, Gary. Uh, do you are you still looking for volunteers and sponsors for BitBlock Boom or is it already uh, no. fully fully filled up?
2: No, we definitely are looking for both. Um, you know, the one thing about BitBlock Boom this year that is the fact that it's in April is great because, you know, when Bitcoin Magazine moved their event to July 1st, I started looking at uh, at the fall and my gosh, there's like a conference almost every other week. You know, in the fall. So I looked at spring and by doing it in April, I'm basically one of the first conferences of the year in the United States or sizable conferences. So, um, but that's the good part about it. Now, the bad part about it is I only have like six months to sell tickets instead of a year and sponsorships. And we're piling on the sponsorships at the end of the year is when we started selling them, when most people already had all their sponsorship allocated, their money allocated for the year. So now we're putting a really hard uh, job on contacting people. But yeah, both of those open. You can find on the site um, in the uh, menu is a volunteer form. And then we have on there also sponsorships. You can just click. you, most of the people who do our sponsorships, just buy them online. They just go to the website and look at the sponsorships and just buy them right there. Some, some will send me a question or anything, but the majority of them buy uh, right could, online.
1: Could you go through the packages, the sponsorship packages in case anyone's interested? Opti, could you pull that up?
2: Yeah, the um, you know the platinum's gone. We still have the gold and silver, so but streams. I'll tell you a couple of good ones are the attendee bags. That's a good one. And the badge sponsor. This is the first year that the badge sponsor hasn't been sold already, which is the back of the badge and the sponsorship is the sponsorship itself. Tables are selling well, but we have added a secondary tier to the tables this year, where in the past it's been $3,000. Now we have an extra room that it's $2,000 to do a table, an uh, ex- exhibition table in that room, which is a really good value. I mean, I don't know any conferences you can go get a $2,000 table at. Our $3,000 price is excellent as far as that goes, but $2,000 is a great price, um, you know, Gosh, we have a lot of opportunities here. We really do. The bag sponsor is a great one. Another one, I think another one that's really cool that no one's taken. And I'm surprised is the hotel key card. You know, we have the key to the your hotel room has your logo on it. So everybody's walking around. One side of it's a bit logo. The other side is your company logo and information on the key that you use to your hotel room. I go to events like six months later, eight months later, and someone will come up to me and they'll show me their key card. They kept it and they carry it around with them. I have no idea why, but they do. So people like the key cards, you know, to the rooms. So that's another great one is the key card.
1: hundred percent. hundred percent. And the response
2: sponsor well, is good. Yeah, there's I still am, several good ones left.
1: I am very, very excited for this. It's going to be great. I've had many, many good memories. Uh, this is going to be my third BitBlock boom. Um, very, very excited. And uh, we should be bringing back the Simply Bitcoin news desk at BitBlockBoom. Boom. Uh, should be a lot, a lot of fun, um, and bring you guys a great live stream experience. So,
0: uh, Gary, it was
1: really. Wait, hey, one, one last thing, then, Nico. Yeah, you.
0: Uh, Gary, I did notice that prices are increasing, so people should buy them now. Let's uh, maybe talk about that before we Yeah, roll they're going to
2: go up at the uh, end of the month. They go up the end of every month, but probably starting in March first, they'll go up every two weeks. So every I mean, two weeks. Used, if they use your code and buy them now before the prices go up, they'll save quite a bit of money. Um, you know, And sometimes people go, I, I, I can't afford that. Well, buy whatever you can afford right now and you can add it later. It's not like we're going to, you know, well, we do sell out uh, sometimes the last two years. Well, two years ago, we sold out again. Last year, we didn't sell out. So normally we do sell out, you know? So yeah, you might want to get your ticket, <laughs> your ticket. Well, it's not only a good price before it sells out.
1: Absolutely. Guys, you can use promo code Simply get yourself a 10% discount to Bitblock Boom. Highly, highly recommend. It's gonna be in Dallas, Texas
0: this year. Opti and I are gonna be there. Hey, wait, to- yeah, Nico, can I can I chime in here? Cause like if on, on like a very serious note, I legitimately feel like I have met some of my best friends and friends that will be friends for life that came out of my first Bitblock Boom event in 2020. Like all my friends now that I hang out with. I literally met them all in meet space for the first time at BitBlock Boom 2020, and like these are these are my friends that I know they're going to be with me forever, and I, I just you know really have uh, a debt to just the BitBlock Boom experience, and it's for Jim for convincing us to go. Nika, like it, I I I really have a special place in my heart for BitBlock Boom, and I'm happy it's coming back to Dallas. You
2: know, I have tried to make it kind of like more like a uh, I know this may sound corny, but more like a family reunion. That you that's go that's what it feels hey, like i gotta go because all my buddies are there that i only get to see one time a year you know because some events and i'm not knocking any events that's not my goal but like in nashville bitcoin magazines oh my gosh that's an event so big you don't even see some of the people that you were hoping you'd run into i went last year and didn't see people i was hunting for you know much less just running into people where at block boom i mean the speakers basically come out of the audience go up on stage and speak and then come back sit in the audience it's not like they come in from the back and lead through the back so you have plenty of chance to uh, network with them.
1: That's Absolutely. the big
2: thing I think is the fact that you get to see and talk and network with all the people. It's a networking event. It's a fun networking event.
1: A hundred percent. hundred percent agree with that.
2: And you um, know, it's amazing how many people also. Uh, sorry, Nico, but I want to make sure and get this in because I think this is kind of important. It's amazing how many people come up to me and go, "Hey, Gary, I just want to let you know I found my dream job because I went to Bitblock Boom." You know they got a job in the industry whether they met the people there or whether they talked to someone networking and told them i'm an accountant i'm a lawyer i'm a tech guy whatever it is and they pass the word on to somebody but a lot of people get their bitcoin jobs at bitblock boom i hear it every time i go to a bitcoin event
1: a hundred percent a hundred percent you have to have to network uh, you know, Opti's, I, uh, you're saying that, Gary, and Opti and I, you know, our friendship really started <laughs> there. And then one thing led to another, and then, of course, Simply Bitcoin and all that stuff. So 100% agree with that. Guys, uh, definitely go to Bitblock Boom. go to BitBlockBoom.com, use promo code SIMPLY, get 10% off, and uh, we'll see you there. We'll all see you there. We'll, we'll, all three of us will be there at that conference. Anyways, guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do, smash that like button, consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value. Uh, I want to give a, a very special shout out to our guests. Gary Leland. Gary, thank you so much for coming on Simply Bitcoin today.
2: Thanks for having me. Hey, I want to give a big thanks to Mel too. Mel Sands. She connected all of us. Mel's you know, the best. I think originally. So without her, none of us may know each other. So a big big thanks to her.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Mel. Had her over for, for dinner the other day. We had a steak dinner. It was delicious. Got to meet her husband. He's awesome. Uh, so yeah, Mel's Mel's amazing. Uh, she contributes so much to the space. And uh, like I said, Gary, thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having me, Nico. that's always. All right, guys, that was
1: it. Smash the like button, consider subscribing. We'll be back tomorrow for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin
4: Live. Peace out, everybody.